Hello, welcome to this University of Brighton podcast. I'm Richard Newman. This is the latest podcast to look ahead to the new academic year. This week, focusing on Brighton Students Union, Freshers and the support the SU will be providing this year. I'm delighted to welcome back to the podcast, Meg Donovan, Vice President Activities and BSU CEO, Laura Greenwood Pearsons. And for the first time, Events Manager, Amelia Brown. Thanks all for coming on. Laura, I think if we start with the situation as it is now, um, we're talking in a week where things are changing, uh, but it's a, it's a very different time to come to university. All of us are adapting all the time to different guidelines. How has the SU worked with the university to put support in place for students? Yeah, I think it's a really, really strange time to be in. And we know that the whole world is in a strange time. So we've just got to make the best adaptations we can to make sure that the students that are coming to university for the first time or returning back to university get the best experience we can give them within the government guidelines. And we've been working really closely with the university since, or really this all properly kicked off back in March, which is crazy to think that this was six months ago now. Really closely, daily communications with the senior management team, various different committees to make sure that we're giving as much feedback on student experience as we possibly can and sharing information back to the students as regularly as possible just to do the best we can considering the circumstances and obviously that includes what we're going to be doing for the for the freshers welcome period which we'll obviously describe later yeah I mean, it's clearly it's it's all about communicating isn't it all the changes to students because things do change a lot and um yeah i guess we all have a responsibility of making sure that people know all the students know what's happening when what the new guidelines are yeah and i think it's it's difficult for every person to try and keep up on exactly what's going on and even the rule of six sounds quite straightforward, but actually when you're trying to look under the bonnet, there are various exceptions and it's just confusing. So I think that's why we took, which on hindsight now looks like a clever decision. We took a decision very early on that we were going to do a virtual freshers experience. Um, and, I, and that's proving to be probably the most sensible way forward we could have done it to make sure that we can still deliver an experience and an opportunity for that sense of belonging, that community, that friendship building to the best of our ability. Mm. And we're gonna go through some more specifics on support shortly. Um, for new students though, uh, Laura, Meg, um, up to you who'd like to uh, answer this one, but shall we just set out what the SU does? Uh, because um, how, it, how it works with the university, separate but with, sort of within it. Um, so what should students expect and, and what can they get from their SU? Uh, so if I, I'll explain the boring bits and I'll, I'll let Meg do the exciting flurry bits on top. So essentially a students union is a completely independent organisation from the university. We're an independently registered charity and company, but clearly we are intrinsically linked to the university. So the majority of our funding comes from the university to run the activities that we do. And that's supplemented by the bars and the shops income that we get. And every student union in the country is completely different. From our point of view, we run a variety of different services based upon the feedback that we receive on a very regular basis from the students. So we have support services, which primarily look at academic support. So if students get themselves in any difficulties or challenges, whether they need extensions, advice on appeals, complaints, etc., our team are there as an independent facilitator for that process. Um, we also have our engagement team who support the thousand course reps across the university in having very, very regular feedback sessions to make sure that every single P 
piece of information positive and where some things need adapting and changing gets fed quickly back into the university structure. Uh, and then we have the cafes and the shops across our campuses as well. Uh, Meg, perhaps I'll let you talk about societies and, and the officer team. Um, yeah, so um, there's four of us of the officer team. So there's uh, me, uh, Vice President Activities, and then Evangeline, uh, Welfare, um, Rami, Education, and um, CM President. And our roles are based on providing help for those students in those um, areas. So obviously, I help the societies and the sports teams and the med student media. Um, and also um, raise and give, so the charity um, work. Um, and then obviously Rami helps with the education side of it, so the course reps, um, working with the university on certain things. Um, Evangeline um, obviously helps with welfare, so she works with the support team and finding the best ways to help the students. And CM um, covers that and works with international students, commuting students, um, uh, the students from the medical school. Um, and yeah, that's a good summary of that, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And Amelia, you've uh, only been at the university, the SU, for a couple of months. What a time to join. Um, so let's talk about Freshers 2020. It's moving solely online. Um, a tough decision, I'm sure, but a decision which needed to be made. Ultimately, we did we had plans across the board we didn't just look at virtual options and we did put some thorough planning into doing physical options just in case that was possible but unfortunately um now it's 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 much safer to do everything virtual however that the virtual events that we do have are really good we've done some really um thorough sort of planning into those events and researching into the best possible options for those events and we're adding to them daily as well which is amazing um and yeah so it's actually looking quite positive for us this year um yeah yeah and pulled together you know a pretty impressive lineup really at you know what has been quite short notice when you're when you've been waiting to see whether you could do a mix of online and, and in person but i mean so how's how's that come together then um so we have found a virtual platform that we feel safe with using and they have a really good lineup of events that we've chosen that they've put a lot of like work into so now all of the students can have a free wristband all of the events are free and there's prizes up for grabs there's ways to communicate and connect with students and although we understand how important it is to be able to meet physically this is the best option that we can offer for the students moving forward and um, within these events there's all types of different events that we've got from bingo to um, to meet and greets so to actually um, like meeting friends and having organized sort of like fun activities to be involved with to DJ nights um, as well. So there's, there's stuff across the board, everybody to get involved with. Uh, it's super fun and super easy to join. All of the instructions are there. So we feel confident now that the students are gonna enjoy what we've got for them. Yeah, let's talk through some of those highlights then that you're, that you're, that you're putting on. What, I mean, what are you most looking forward to, all of you? I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's a good lineup that's, that's been put together. 
Yeah, I, I personally love the idea of the bingo because not only do they get to meet each other, hang out, they also get to win prizes. And I mean, with a free ticket and winning prizes, it's, it's a good time, isn't it? I think the virtual breakout rooms will be fantastic because I think breakout rooms have really sort of become very popular with people over the last couple of years. And the concept of trying to do those virtually are really interesting. And, and it's sort of creating a natural grouping of students to work together on something which starts conversations. And from that, you'll find people that you sort of naturally might bond with a bit more. So I think that's really exciting. The RuPaul's um, Drag Race quiz, I think, will be extremely popular with the students. I think that will go down really well. I thought that one was going to come up, I have to say, from one of you. So uh, you, didn't, you didn't disappoint. Um, Laura, you've been involved with SUs, with SUs for a while. You, you can't have imagined uh, coming, having to put together oversee a, a freshers event like, like this one. No, it's like no other freshers, obviously, that we've done before. And I speak regularly to my counterparts at other unions across the country and we all share as much information and learning as we can from this experience and to make sure we're all doing the best we can for our individual students at the university so no we could never have predicted it but I also think it's important that we focus on actually some of the opportunities here too mm. so by doing this virtual freshers there are going to be some of our students that are able to participate in those activities that wouldn't normally choose to participate in the in-person ones. So I'm talking about maybe some of our students with caring responsibilities who can't get to site on the evenings, maybe our commuting students, our students who, you know, study remotely part time around the world. So actually, this is an opportunity to engage even more students in this experience than we would normally be able to facilitate. Yeah. Absolutely, and it's um, and that, that's the great thing about it, and it's all free. Um, so, so here we go. So, what's the pitch then to students? Why should they get involved this year? What are they going to benefit from it? I think when we looked at this, and we we thought, okay, what do we have to do to make it a legitimate welcome activity? What's the purpose of what we do every single year? So, not just how we do it, why do we do it? And we all came to exactly the same conclusion that it's about creating the students the opportunities to make friends, to feel that sense of community, that sense of belonging, that sense for the new students that they've made the right choice by choosing the University of Brighton, which we know they have, and we just want to help them come to exactly the same conclusion and reaffirm that in their minds. So everything that we've been doing and planning is about creating those opportunities for those students, whether they're sat 18 years old and sat in their halls of residence, or 60 year old with living in their own home who've just decided to change career and suddenly become and study becoming a midwife. Whatever their personal circumstances, we want to create a group to help them meet and make meet like-minded people. I guess it is kind of a bit more of an inclusive. It feels like it might be a bit more of an inclusive freshers because it, I guess for some people, yeah, it, it also it can be it, quite, it can be quite intimidating for a lot of people. It's quite intimidating. A lot of people are coming to university or leaving home as well for the first time and just getting out there. But in a virtual space, it's um. That's a, it, yeah, it sort of breaks down a lot of barriers, doesn't it? It does. And I think, you know, the media is really hammering students at the moment and being completely unkind and, and suggesting it's all students that are causing some of this sort of second wave, which appears to be happening at the moment. And that's grossly unfair. It's assuming for a start that all of our students are young and, and they're not. It's assuming that all of our students live in halls of residence and travel and you know, move away to university and they don't. We've got a proud tradition at this university of welcoming 
local community students into the population and we should be really proud of that and continue doing that so yeah i think this is actually an opportunity and when it goes back to normal whatever that might look like in the future i think there's still going to be a real place for a lot of this virtual stuff that we've been doing when we weren't able to do anything else and talking to a lot of the students it sounds like you know a lot of the people are quite annoyed by that narrative you know about the young people that they're not kids. These people are, everyone's an adult. Um, they, they, you know, they're, they're responsible people in the main. It will always be a minority of people, but let's be honest. Come on. That means most, we all know what we, we've all had to adapt to these new rules. Um, can we talk about some of the pop-up events that are just going on as well? So what's the, what's the plan for those, Amelia? So we will be having a gazebo pop-up um, on each campus. Uh, it will be staggered through the week. Um, and within that gazebo, we're going to be offering all sorts of different freebies. Um, it, we'll only be popping up over the space of a couple of hours, but we'll be offering some freebies and some bits to get involved with. Um, and it's just a chance for the students to meet us as a union um, and also just know that we're there, but also have that physical connection where possible. Um, but it's the way we've organized it is super safe it'll be on a nice revolving system so they can come in grab their bits and um sort of take those those bits and bobs home which is which is a really nice thing that we're able to offer um we've got plans for every campus so across next week we'll be popping up on every campus so everybody can have the chance to get involved and it'll be across the lunchtime period which means that the timing's there as well, so uh, the students won't all be in lessons. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, definitely, definitely come on down to come and see us because it, it will be worth it. <laughs> I just get one more negative out the way, Laura, and then we don't have to sort of tackle any of that sort of stuff again, but there's, there's a lot of scams around at this time of year. Um, so what would be your advice to, to students to avoid such scams? Yeah, there are. And there are every year, as you indicated there, Richard, this happens every year that you get uh, local sort of nightclub promoters or indeed sometimes the nightclubs and pubs themselves start selling what they call official wristbands um, to student nights, both in Brighton and for Sussex University as well. Um, and normally we would discourage students from those because we offer our own events where we've safely managed them and made sure we've got the right capacities, etc. But this year, more than ever, and looking at the changes that are coming from the government just this week, it's absolutely vital that students are really clear about anything they're choosing to purchase. We can't tell them what events they should and shouldn't go to, obviously, but please, please read the terms and conditions, read the small print. Some of the things that we've seen recently are saying things like it's a flexible ticket. And as long as they can put on an event over 12 month period, you won't get a refund. Some are just talking about no refunds at all. And they're a lot of money, some of these tickets. So we're just encouraging people, clearly make your own choices, but please read the small print and do get in touch with us if you want any guidance or any support. Great, great advice. Um, look, this is still a really exciting time to come to university um, and meeting other new people, joining societies. Um, I mean, that's all, that's all part of it, especially in the first few weeks. So let's talk about the, the virtual Freshers Fair as well. What can we expect from that? So for the fair, me again, I'm afraid, Richard, for the fair, we've got, uh, again, sadly, we can't get 5,000 people through the Amex 
um, and we're not even able to do the uh, events at Eastbourne that we would normally do either. So it's a virtual freshers fair. And what that basically means is um, for a period of about 10 days, there will be a website all linked through the BSU website where you could go on and you can have a look at some of the companies that would normally be at Freshers Fair and they've got various offers on there. Most importantly, from our point of view, um, we've also got an opportunity to see what sports teams and what societies are available and also what support services the SU are offering. Again, I think this is almost an opportunity. So instead of just having to make sure that you're there and going through the Freshers Fair experience, which is a fantastic experience, but here it's going to be open for 10 days and two of those days on the 1st and the 2nd of October uh, they will be live Freshers Fair days and what that means is we will have members from our sports teams from our societies and from the SU that will be there um, very similar to anybody that's experienced university open days and applicant days that students will be able to drop in ask any questions either by typing it or uh, in person face to face or in person face to face across the screen and we'll be there to answer any questions at all to give them the opportunity to see what great uh, societies we have and sports teams at the university. Mind if I add to that, Laura? You do. Um, no, I was just going to say it's another opportunity for a, an inclusive experience because um, a lot of the time in the freshers' fairs, some uh, societies and sports teams are louder than other, others, which is fair enough. But a lot of the time, some societies and sports teams don't get noticed as much because they're a bit quieter like in the corner aren't playing really loud music so this is an opportunity for someone to swipe through all of the societies and sports teams and have a look and look at all the content that's there and all the benefits that are there and then make that decision fairly clearly it's a little bit complicated at some at the moment with uh, sports teams and societies with how many people can mix in person and sports can take place within certain guidelines the government guidelines which again change all the time but you can join these sports teams and societies so meg for, for new and returning students um how will they generally run this year um at, at least at the start um yeah so for the societies um for the first um couple of months it's all going to be virtual we've decided because we feel like that's the safest um thing to do um however we have purchased zoom licenses for all of the committees um so it doesn't get cut off after 40 minutes they can have as much time as they want on them um for sports teams um it's a bit different because um they're risk assessed and they have like professional coaches coming in so they are able to meet up and also um from the confusing guidelines uh, from the government sports um, was it official sports, organised sports can still um, meet up and do those things. Um, so yeah, it is going to be difficult. But as Laura was saying earlier, there are opportunities for other students um, to get involved in society. So for example, commuting students who wouldn't normally be able to travel to, all the way to Falmer or Eastbourne um, to take part in these activities, they might, not, they might now be able to. And as well, if let's say, students are in their halls of residence and um the people they're living with they get on with but don't have as much in common with they now because of covid they might feel a bit more isolated this might mean they will reach out to those societies and want to join their societies and find the people that they can um have that sense of belonging with yeah is it fantastic way as we mentioned just now to meet new people but also to form a, a new 
kind of immediate support network. And that's the case for first year students, but also for returning students who are coming back, who probably can't wait to get back involved with the societies they were involved with before. I think societies were vital you know, in the last term, last, in the last academic year. We saw some brilliantly innovative examples of how our societies were keeping their members involved and keeping them going. Some brilliant bee dance stuff, some brilliant debates happening. Absolutely fantastic. And that, our society committees have actually, I don't think, ever been more engaged with us than they have been over the summer. And our, our activities team and Meg are doing a brilliant job at just keeping everybody going, giving lots of ideas about how we can welcome new students and, as you rightly say, for those returning students, give them the best experience we can at the moment. Yeah, I think as well, it's like you said, Laura, it's about finding brand new opportunities that they can get involved in. So it's literally down to looking at each society individually and thinking, what could they do online? What could they do? What could they do instead of grouping them as a whole? Um, even though we've got some events that they can get involved in and activities and games that they could do, like giving them general ideas, but which is great, but also looking at them individually, like I said, and trying to find opportunities for them, whether it's grants, um, ways to volunteer online, um, getting them involved in our campaigns, uh, our, our awareness months, and just making sure that they still feel like they belong um, as part of the SU. Can we talk about the wellbeing support for students uh, this year? So what's been put in place from the SU? So we always have wellbeing services available. We have our student support team that, as I talked about before, predominantly look at um, more of the academic side, but absolutely will support students in any aspects of their lives or certainly um, show them where they need to go to get any specialist support that's required. And we'll continue doing that. We'll continue spending out, sending out welfare messages. We'll continue doing proactive campaigns on the issues that are important to our students. It just might be delivered virtually this time. And so, for example, our student support team will be uh, working remotely, as I know the university um, student services will be priority remotely too. But actually, again, because we're not walking from one room, one building, one campus to another in between appointments, it means that we can actually see more appointments, see more students a day to get them as much help as they need. Our frontline reception points on each campus will be open as usual. Um, I'm saying that confidently now. Um, because our staff are ready and they're in now on the office spaces ready to go to support students so at a time when many university staff and union staff are having to work remotely so there's higher capacities on campus for the students who are most important there will be a physical presence from the SU on every single site that students can come to whenever they're on site and ask any question at all about anything and I can assure you over those first month or so of term we get asked some unusual questions, um, but we've heard them all before. Some of our staff have worked with us for 45 years. So they've probably heard that question before and we will do our very best to answer it. And Meg, I mean, the, the, the focus really from all of this, from all the planning is to make sure the students get the very best student experience in the safest possible way, isn't it? Yeah, 100%. And we, think that working with the university um, is a good way of doing that. So we've been working with the university to make sure that um, our students feel the safest they possibly can, because obviously it's unfortunate that we can't do all these in-person things and it's not going to be the same. However, a student, the students 
safety is our number one priority in all of this and we have to put that first um, and as well another thing is we're really passionate about um, that constant feedback with the students and making sure that we listen to them um, because we're serving the students at the end of the day so um, getting that constant feedback and checking on them and looking at current matters um, in the world and asking them about it and seeing how they feel about things and bringing it back and acting on it um, we think is really important especially this year. Um, last few points, Amelia, um, just about the, the Freshers Week planning. I mean, um, you've, only, you've only been here for a couple of months. So it's been, uh, I'm sure, a bit of a whirlwind. Uh, but how impressed have you been with the whole team about how we managed to pull this together to, to offer students something, you know, really exciting? Honestly, all I can say to the students is if you knew what was happening behind the scenes and how brilliant everyone's been pulling together and researching and helping each other, then you you would appreciate exactly what happens in your union. Um, it's it's been it's been tough, but I mean things are changing all the time. But we have pulled together and we have um, got something that we're very proud of, and that is a hundred percent worth getting involved with. I guess you'd echo that, Laura, for this weird time, these weird times about how oh, everyone's pulled together. Completely. I am incredibly proud of every single staff member within the Students' Union, every single one. And of course, that extends to the officer team. They have responded phenomenally from the time that we sent out one of the most challenging emails I've ever had to write to say that we would all be required to move off site to every single day now as we are constantly planning and then an announcement comes. And it's almost like we're just laughing now and accepting that. So we change as quickly as we can to deliver the best experience. Our job is to make student life better. And that's what we're trying to do every single day. Yeah. Um, and finally, we've got a brilliant SU officer team this year. A couple of months into term now. Meg, how are you all getting on with each other? And how excited are you about going forward and, and all the plans you have in place? Yeah, it's super exciting. It's been um, really cool, actually, because... Obviously, I've never done this before, um, and I don't know what it was like as an officer before all of this, but one of the great things is because we've been online and we've been having catch-ups every day, checking in on each other, um, I think maybe it's better that we're online because maybe if we were in person, we wouldn't have been able to meet up as much. But obviously on Teams, it's there and you can message someone, you can call them whenever, like you have set meetings every day. So it's we've built like um a friendship that maybe we wouldn't have had um if we were in person um and as well it's just been so interesting learning different things from everyone because we're all so different um and i've personally learned so much from them so uh, i think we're all really excited about the year ahead great look thanks all three of you for coming on the podcast you can claim your free recipes band of course and brightonsu.com we're going to put all the links for everything you need to know in the podcast description um next week we'll finish our mini series of looking ahead to the new academic year with an interview with vice chancellor professor deborah humphreys she joins us on the podcast then until then thanks for listening <laughs>